This is MuggleCast, your Harry Potter and Fantastic Beasts podcast covering everything about J.K. Rowling's magical world. Welcome to MuggleCast episode 300! Live to take. Micah, Eric, and I are here this week as always, and we're joined by several of our friends who have podcasted with us over the years, who... um did MuggleCast with us over the years. We have Laura. Hi, Laura. Hello. My favorite. The original MuggleCast lady. That's right. That's you. Mm-hmm. That's your title. First lady. Oh, yeah, Laura. Andrew just gave your crown, by the way, to Selena on the last episode. He called her the, the new what? voice of reason. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. She yeah. has to earn her own title, okay? <laughs> That's mine. To, to, to be fair, I that was Micah. Actually. Oh, it might have been Micah. To be fair, though, uh, she said things about Cursed Child that we were all afraid to say. So uh, she gets some kind of crown, even if it's not that one. But it's nice to have you back. She she can have the honesty crown. That can be hers. Also here, the second lady of MuggleCast, Matt. Welcome. Welcome <laughs> back, Matt. It's Hi, been a while. Hi, guys. Oh, my God. It's great. You guys haven't changed except for your faces. <laughs> And Elisa's here. Hello, Elisa. Hey, what's up? And finally, Mikey B. Hey, everybody. Who wanted to be introduced last. Can you say it? Old time's sake, please, Mikey. What? And I'm Mikey B. I don't know. That's maybe it. <laughs> Mikey B. How about Mikey, Mikey B. B? It got the B at the end of the name because it's a long last name. How about give it up for Miley, Molly Weasley? <laughs> That's an old one. Give from the MuggleCast tour. I know, because Molly Weasley, like, seriously, stay away from my daughter. Every every show uh, in the Deathly Hallows MuggleCast <laughs> tour in 2007, Mikey would go, give it up for Molly Weasley. <laughs> I was thinking about it, but, but, but you have to understand, like, Molly Weasley has been this loving mother the entire time, and then in, in Deathly Hallows, you see it, you know, Bellatrix Lestrange, she's like, stay away from my daughter, you bitch, like, come on, Molly Weasley. Give it up for Molly Weasley, everyone. <laughs> yeah. See, yeah. there's the energy you know, that you're I respecting. Saw- I think you, I think I saw a BuzzFeed article a couple of weeks ago. It was like a cursed child reaction piece. And the writer was like, give it up for, and they were talking about one of the characters. And I was like, I wonder if that's a reference to Mikey's give it up for Molly Weasley. Like, I wonder <laughs> if that person used to listen to Buckle Cast because that seemed too coincidental. I know. I did say that a lot, didn't I? You did. It was, it was, it was iconic. There we go. <clears throat> so it's great to have everybody here to celebrate our 300th episode. Uh, we've been doing this show for 11 years now. And here we are in early September, a new term at Hogwarts. It's just so beautiful. It's just so poetic. Why are we on this? Because we couldn't get J.K. Rowling. That's right. Yeah. We're, we're 11. Yes. We're 11. We got our Hogwarts letter, and now we're off to school. I have tried to tweet at J.K. Rowling yesterday and this morning asking her to come on. I know she has Skype. She's tech savvy. I, 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 Are you guys good? No now? reply yet. Yeah, but though. doesn't she hate you, Andrew? <laughs> yeah, I know you're too wormtaily for her. No, well, see, before I tweeted her, I deleted mentions of Hypable in the MuggleCast Twitter account. So, like, if she looked, I didn't want her to see Hypable mentions. But she cause... knows who you are, I think. Yeah, I, I mean... uh, well, I, you know, I, I like to think so. I'm a very prominent. Yeah, doesn't she respond to your fandom. your tweets? No, she doesn't respond to my tweets either. Yeah, no, no. Uh, didn't she? If, if, I thought, didn't you get one framed? <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, he made right. her giggle. There was that one moment. He made her giggle. I sucked up to her. Yeah. No, I made her blush. Oh, blush. Oh, right. G- giggle would have been I better. sucked up to her. I lied to her. I told her I watched Casual Vacancy, but I didn't. Mm. I-, I was just trying to suck up. It was well, a I'm sad. sure she knew that. I mean, she knows the 12 people who did. 
So uh, today it's going to be, you know, just a loose, fun show. Uh, we're going to talk about a couple of recent news stories. We're going to play a game. Uh, I, I want to hear from... So, of course, uh, Mikey, Laura, Matt, and Elisa, they're, they're not really on MuggleCast anymore, but... We're not at all on MuggleCast but, anymore. That's just true. But Why still podcasting regular. Well, we just don't like you guys anymore. That's oh. kind of what the answer is, yeah. But, but still podcasting regularly. Um, Laura, Matt, Elisa, and I do Millennial Podcast, weekly news, political, embarrassing subjects. Yeah. yeah. Generally, NSFW topics. Yes. And conversations. And Mikey does Resistance Radio, a Star Wars podcast for Hypeable Weekly. Yes, I do. Because, you know, mm-hmm. I like Star Wars and Harry Potter, so kind of fits. But, did, uh, so... D- did you did you guys did you take the um Ilvermorny house test on Pottermore? Yeah. I did. Yeah. Day it came up. I'm a wampus. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Womp, I am womp. too. As though I was a Hufflepuff and then I was a wampus and then, you know oh. the, the fandom just has it out for me. Wait, the wampus <laughs> are the warriors. The wampus are great. I mean, in theory, yeah, but I mean, with a name like that, it sounds a little, you know. Womp, 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 I wouldn't be culturally womp. insensitive. I think it's an awesome name, but that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the Hufflepuff of the of the of the name. I know that's sure. my point. Yeah, uh, I'm horn. How about the rest? I'm of you? horn serpent. So, ooh, that's the cool one. Yeah. Yeah. That one is I'm, cool. I'm horn serpent as well. Mikey, we're in the same house. Yay! I'm a Thunderbird. Awesome. Y five. Over the Wi-Fi. Hey, Matt, you got a new name you can Lara, use. Lara, <laughs> you and me, Thunderbird, baby. Yep. It's That's the right cool. house. That is the right That's house. That's also a cool name. Yeah. Like I'm Thunderbird that. as well. Yeah. We're going to yes. talk about those houses a little later, by the way. Hold on, Andrew. Before we go any further, can we say, like, I think Wampus is actually kind of a cool house. Because, you know, if you remember on the TV show Community, you had, like, the guy who did Pop Pop. You can go, like, Womp Womp. Like that's a cool like, house tag. Womp womp. Sure to do that. <laughs> like every time. But you guys don't understand. Like I'm doing the hand gestures. My hands are moving over my head, going womp womp. Like that would be kind of cool. Every like, time you walk in the common room, <laughs> exactly. Like, womp womp. Like that would be kind of cool, Y'all. right? Horn serpent. You know, I'm a little disappointed because I'm like I got horns and I'm a snake. Horn serp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> horn serp. No. Horn serp. No. I'm horned up for horn serpent. Hey everybody, are y'all horned? Yeah. Get horned. That's anyway, what they say when they walk into the common horned. room. That's what I always say. <laughs> uh, and did did any of you read Cursed Child? I, I shudder to hear what the millennial hosts are going to say to this, but... Uh, you know I didn't read you it, know. Andrew. Yeah, no. <laughs> you really should, though. You really should. I, you I, should. I'll, I'll watch it. I'll it's watch the read. play. I will not read it. You know, honestly, I've seen enough excerpts from it that I think I've seen enough. I was going to say you probably read them about 10 years ago when you ran fan fiction, right? Yeah, exactly. That's, <laughs> you know, and like, d- full disclaimer, like, I'm not trying to crap all over anybody who liked it. If you liked it, that's awesome. You do you, but I'm going to do me oh, and not read this. Sorry. I just don't know how you could, like, walk into Barnes & Noble and it's right there tempting you. You still walk into Barnes & Noble? Uh- <laughs> There are You're a lot, assuming? lot of other things yeah. in there that tempt me. Laura <laughs> <laughs> goes to the back room. She goes to the secret room that you can't see from the entrance. That's right. Like that movie Click, Excuse where me? he's at Bed Bath and Beyond, and you can go, actually go beyond. There's a door labeled Beyond. Oh yeah, behind yeah. it. <laughs> it's cool. It's cooler stuff. You, 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 you guys. I don't know. It, it is nice to see a new Harry Potter story printed on the page. <clears throat> but you know, you know who's missing this week. Jamie. 
well, and other people. We tried to invite as many people as possible. Jamie, uh, of course, was one of the people we invited. He couldn't make it because he was traveling this weekend. But he did record a message for us. Aww. So here now is Jamie in his own words. Hello, everyone. Um, this is very weird. What a number to be joining you again on. 300. I, I really can't quite believe we're at 300, uh, considering I can still remember when we were at number one and Andrew, Kevin and I were all much, much younger. Um, and, you know, doing this new fangled podcast thing and who would think 300 episodes later, uh, we'd still be doing it. So yeah, hope everyone's okay. Uh, what's been going on over the past? However long I've been, it's been since I came on the last one, which I think was, uh, you know what, I don't know, 280, (laughs) 270, something like that. I remember telling a joke um, that completely bombed, so that was good. Uh, That didn't go down very well at all. I have not seen The Cursed Child yet, uh, but I'm planning on doing it. In fact, my last Harry Potter experience was going through London for some work meeting. I don't know. I I don't remember what it was. And going past nine and three quarters, and it was ridiculously busy. And I went in the shop and had a look at a few of the things there. And a couple of things took my fancy. I think it was, there was a really nice, um, Triwizard Cup, which uh, was like 200 quid or something like that. So uh, I didn't get it, obviously, but it was um, nice. And also, I've been following the Ilva Morning stuff, which is very, very exciting. I just wonder if we're going to get another seven books at some point. You know, <laughs> J.K. Rowling's lifestyle getting a bit expensive. What's another seven books? You know, make a bit more money, maybe? Maybe? No, probably not, actually. I think she's doing fine. Anyway, it's all very exciting. Uh, so I hope everyone's well, and maybe see you again soon. All right, take care, bye. <laughs> Lovely. So there's uh, Jamie. Yeah, it's oh, good I to know he's him. still alive. I haven't spoken to him in years. Yeah, I know. Me neither. It's So uh, when we emailed him, you know, trying to see if he could join us, and then uh, he... he <laughs> so he was, he was like, hey, by the way, did uh, are you guys planning on coming over to see Chris Child? <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! Andrew. I didn't reply because I know he's going to be so pissed. Wait, you didn't even tr- you didn't try to see him while you were there? No, I didn't. No. What f- what's I was about to say a bad word. This is a children's show. What is it wrong is. with Thank you? you. <laughs> because I was there with hypable people. I was staying with friends. Like I just, you know, he li- he doesn't live in London. You so. don't consider him a friend? No, I. But oh, Andrew, I, I don't, I'm not friends with him regularly he- anymore. <laughs> I'm I mean, not, I I'm not friends him, with him regularly. You know what I mean? Semi annually. He's not in touch anymore. He, he's busy. He's he's pretty busy. He is really busy. If it makes you feel any better, Andrew, I vis- uh, I reached out to him when I was visiting last April for uh, that MuggleNet convention, and uh, I did not get a reply back. Uh, so, oh, so maybe okay. that's a little. Uh, you know, I don't. I had a nightmare for like weeks after that. It was recurring. Where like. I just found out that he didn't like me anymore. Just found out that he didn't like me anymore. <laughs> you had a nightmare about this. But, but yeah, I had a nightmare. I actually met Jamie in London and he was like, yeah, so I didn't reply because I didn't like you. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, but no, I, it was really great hearing his voice and his message. And it's nice to know, you know what, wherever we are, we will always have Potter. Like we will always have, like he said, he picked up the Triwizard Cup and it's like ridiculously expensive. <laughs> so he put like, it back down. Always, like, there's always, there, 
yeah, so we put it back there. We, we can all relate to that. Like, if we see something Potterish out of the corner of our eye or something, I have a feeling that, you know, the bond we share, we'll, we'll always do something. We'll always wander over and pick it up and reminisce. Yes, exactly. So. Exactly. Well, yeah. Won't we? <laughs> so. so, uh, let's play a little game since we have a big group here and we've got some, we got some mixed opinions on the cursed child. <laughs> I thought, um, we could try to play this game we did on Hypeable. Who said it? Harry Potter characters in the original series or the cursed child? So I know Laura is comparing it to <laughs> fan fiction. If you actually believe that, let's see how you do on this quiz, Laura. Okay. I like a quiet life. You know me. Is this from Cursed Child or the Harry Potter novels? I like a quiet life. You know, that's so vague. I know. Are you going to like tell us who, who the character is? No, that's what we have to nope. guess. <sighs> that's just so incredibly vague, and it's not—it's not a terrible line. So, I mean, it could potentially I'm gonna say be from <laughs> the original books, but I'm going to say Cursed Child. Yeah, I think it's Cursed Child too. One hundred percent. Well, you're both wrong as hell. It was actually Harry Potter and Half-Blood Prince. Well, I haven't read the books in a while, so there okay, you go. Okay, Andrew, uh, these are seven books, including a new okay. play. Here's like, a good one. You gotta give, no, you gotta tell us who it is, so we have to decide. Mm. We cannot protect the young from harm. Pain must and will come. Cursed Child. This was, uh, <laughs> that's that, for isn't sure that Dumbledore's uh, portrait in Cursed Child? Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah, see, yeah. I, read, I, read I read that it. line. Wait, I read it. Dumbledore says that. His yeah. portrait. Yeah, his portrait. Because Dumbledore is in Cursed Child. Oh, spoiler <laughs> alert! Yeah, Dumbledore's portraits in Cursed Child. Yes. How about? It's actually not the worst part of Cursed Child. No, it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about you care so much you feel as though you will bleed to death with the pain of it? Oh, bleed to death with the pain of it. That's Cursed, Cursed Child. Child. No, that's Dumbledore and Order of the Phoenix. I knew it. I knew oh, it. okay. Well, Order of the Phoenix had some moments. It was the longest book. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that at the end of Order of the Phoenix when uh, he was telling he didn't want to tell Harry the truth? Yeah, that was when uh, Harry was destroying his office, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, his godfather just died. See, so. I know stuff. How about this one? I do not generally permit people to talk when I am talking. Christian Grey. Andrew. <laughs> wow. Uh, is that Cursed wins. Child? Uh, that would be... I I want to say it's McGonagall, but I I will say Harry Potter. Micah, what do you think? Cursed Child. It was McGonagall. Yeah! Cool. In Order I, of the Phoenix. I have no idea why I knew that. I just hear Maggie right Smith. Now. I do generally. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> wow. Is How about this one? Or so was it Cursed Child, the Harry Potter novels, or Laura T? It's been a while, boys. In my bathroom, in my girl's bathroom. Oh, that was me. That's like a hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Cursed Laura. Child. Mm -hmm. Yep. Or Moaning Myrtle from Cursed Child. <laughs> Moaning Myrtle. Moaning Myrtle. Uh, I think it's Laura. that was Moaning Myrtle, Cursed Child. Moaning oh, Laura. Man. <laughs> well, Andrew, way to tell people what you really think of me. <laughs> And finally, uh, how about this one? People find it far easier to forgive others for being wrong than being right. The original series. The original yeah, series. that's original. Yep, and it was said by Hermione and Half-Blood Prince. Oh, of course. That's so, such, you a, know, such a good book. It's kind of hard to tell. 
I do think, I think we were discussing this on the last episode. I, I, we wonder, I wonder if J.K. Rowling wrote like all of Dumbledore's stuff. Cause I feel like she would have to. Cause she does, there's a bunch of, there are a bunch of Dumbledore moments in The Cursed Child that are like sweet moments between Harry and Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. Those quotes were all, I thought, particularly well sourced. Um, there were, there were none that screamed Cursed Child to me. So. Yeah. That was yeah. pretty good. <clears throat> So, so with the cursed child, you know, there so we have the play now. Now we have Fantastic Beasts coming. I thought now would be a good time to talk about with this being a, a milestone episode for MuggleCast and God knows maybe we'll be doing another 300 more of these. That'd be awesome. <laughs> In what ways would we like to see the Wizarding World expand next? Or do we want to see it expand? No. <laughs> like uh like physically like in the theme parks or Theme parks, maybe a television series, another movie spinoff series. Elisa, you don't want to see it expand at all? I would be, I would love to see the theme park expand. We can just turn that into its own sovereign state for all I care. That would be great. But (laughs) I don't want to see the stories or the story expand anymore. No, I want, it's a great thing. We have a great thing and I want it to stay a great thing. I don't want to run the risk of it being ruined even accidentally by some plot hole or character assassination or whatever. If there's a TV series that comes out, I'm not watching it on wow. just on principle. But well, that well, said, again, if there's like if they keep expanding the theme park, you know, I'll be there every summer. <laughs> well, what about like what? Uh, okay, a t- or do you mean TV series like specifically retelling the Harry Potter story or just something else entirely? Because I've been thinking like maybe they could do like a Marauders TV series. That would be really the cool. Founders TV I've- series or. A whole yeah, mini series. Yeah, no. I always, I always thought it would be really cool to like have a kind of like a Grey's Anatomy spinoff, but at St. Mungo's Hospital. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, like, like yeah. everything that happens to them. No, like, uh, yeah, like, to, like the patients. Yeah, pa- like, like weird uh, diseases and like uh, the people in the hospital like falling in love with their patients or each other and like stupid <laughs> Grey's Anatomy drama and sh- stuff. I thought. I think that would be fun. There has to be one big thing that happens every season that's just absolutely horrendous. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Like a wand explodes and a Vada Kedavra comes out and kills like half the so, ward or something. Or somebody actually loses a buttock from putting... <laughs> from splinching. Like, that would yeah. be awesome. Like, just... Or like there's a uh, there's a werewolf that's loose in the hospital or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, that code, <laughs> is that Code Moon? Code Moon? Yeah. Oh, gosh. One, yeah, one of our listeners it. wrote in was like, I would like to see uh eight seasons of an hbo series for harry potter i was thinking okay not not hbo that's a little i don't know graphic or something like no, harry potter right. it doesn't have to Eric, be graphic well, it can be done well with i think on like maybe not abc come on no i think netflix no should do it netflix netflix yes. yeah netflix what about or, like or even an animated series kind of like again, i would love- i'm gonna compare this to star wars here because oh, yeah. like they, Star Wars has the Lucasfilm Story Group to do all these additional content beyond just movies. What if, you know, J.K. Rowling set up like a Harry Potter Story Group to do all this additional output from comics this to... This is why I have to watch Rebels. I have yeah, to watch it. You have to watch it. Because you, you, apparently it's like the way people talk about it, the way you talk about it. Mike, it's amazing. Too, like, like good storytelling through the, the lens of animation. Like if it were taken seriously, I think Harry Potter could, could be done well animation wise. I mean, you no, wouldn't have to worry I think about it would be actors great. aging. Mm-hmm, so yeah. there's that. And then all the magic um, effects and everything would be done with the animation. Like I'll tell you this, you know, 
the again comparing it to Star Wars real quick, the first seasons of all those animated stories are really aimed at kids until they find their footing, but then they grow so deep into like the mythos of what the story is. And I feel like the same thing can happen. Like I would love to see a you know founder story, just like Wild Magic at the time, you know, because that's when the founders kind of decided to build a house, you know, build Hogwarts, you know, start to train people formally on magic. So it'd be really fun to see an animation something like that. But the problem is. Like Star Wars, you can't just have anyone throw their hat in it. And, of course, there's rights and royalties and stuff like that. But if there's, like, one group that kind of manages to make sure everything is cohesive, like, that would be huge. Because then you could say, okay, this is new, the new canon for Harry Potter. And it would just expand it. Not yeah. just in, like, TV shows, but, like, we already have Fantastical Beasts coming out. And that's a trilogy. Like, other movies that are going to be spinoffs on it. And then also just, like, comics. Like, I love reading in comic books. It's a different way to absorb, you know... Uh, different type of media and it would be fun to see harry potter comics you know because it'd be short yeah i think jk rowling will keep a tighter lid on it compared to what's happened with star wars though i do agree it does seem like it's kind of heading that way well um because as of right now well i guess so the play wasn't i'll argue one by bit her but because remember george lucas didn't start doing this until you know star wars was 20 years old you know, because he did the original yeah. trilogy and he stopped. Nothing happened. There was like a handful of books. And then they introduced a few books with some great things. And then they did more movies. And then it just totally exploded when he decided to sell the rights to Disney. Of course, Disney is masters of media. So I don't know if J.K. Rowling would ever sell her rights to Harry Potter, like when she's ready to retire and she's yeah. done with it. But who knows? Maybe she will. You know, she has Warner Brothers making all these great movies. And Warner Brothers has Warner yeah. Brothers animation. And, you know, there's just a bunch of opportunities. I would love to see something like that and just expand the story and lore. I think HBO would do a great job, like, doing a Game of Thrones-style Founders ser- miniseries. Like, Whoa. five or six episodes. That's it. Per season? No, yeah. Kind of like the one, Night Like of. a limited s- series, like uh, like the Night Of, or right. um, John Adams, or okay. Olive Kittredge. Like, <laughs> I'm putting this here yeah. right now. Mark Addy for Godric Gryffindor, immediately. Right? <laughs> Everybody else? Mark Addy? Who was that? The, Who was he that? played oh. King Robert on Game of Thrones. I think, Are you saying I Gryffindor think Richard is Madden a drunk? should be Gryffindor. He's He was um, the Rob Stark in Game yep. of Thrones, mm-hmm. and um, the prince in Cinderella. Uh, okay, yeah. who for Rowena then? Let's just cast the fact. You know what? Those, uh, those actors they got for the theme park though were awesome, I think, that are in the portraits when you go through the Forbidden Journey ride. Yeah, but they gotta, that? they gotta have some sex appeal. Uh, yeah. Well, wait, why? Yeah. Or just sex. <laughs> why? They're fat. Uh, they're the, be- because they're most... it's, mm-hmm. be- because it's, it, it's, it's not, I mean, it's Hollywood, man. But we actually had a hypable reader write an opinion piece that we published today um about the expanding wizarding world and she brought up a good point that the expansion of the wizarding world through rolling's extra material is not a question of if but when and how if rolling wants to have control of her how her extra material is presented in her lifetime then that should be respected the extra materials are hard work the product of two decades of imaginational labor the point being well, it's better that she's expanding it rather than somebody else, because you know, God forbid, the day she passes away, what happens to the the series? I, you know, who's in control of it then? And I think we would rather J.K. Rowling be the one who's in control of it now instead of refusing to do anything than whoever could potentially have the rights to it after, because she won't be directly, she wouldn't be directly involved. 
I would trust Heyman with it. Um, but I would almost prefer that J.K. Rowling is sort of be like the last voice on Harry. You know, like his yeah. his world would end when. And I don't even like thinking about this. I'm not comfortable thinking about it. But yeah, like <laughs> I, I think J.K. Rowling should be the only person. I was actually just when you were talking, I was thinking of. Um, I was just at a Comic Con over the weekend, and uh, there was a Back to the Future panel, and there was a video uh, with um, Bob Gale. Uh, who co-wrote uh, Back to the Future, and he was saying how if he and Bob Zemeckis, as long as they're alive, they will make sure that there is not a sequel to Back to the Future or a reboot. So they've gone the other way on it. Like, they're preventing uh, studios that would pay and, you know, television series and books and things that would happen uh, from being designed because they feel that the initial work speaks for itself and should not be extended or rebooted or adapted to. And I think... You know, I, it's, and I think I remember reading that Robin Williams said something similar with Disney, like they can't use his genie character, uh, even after his death for another like 20 years. Like he somehow made it where they, they can't touch it. And so, you know, that would be, that would be interesting, I think. Like I, I don't want to see, unless, Maybe that's what her daughter, maybe that's what J.K. Rowling's daughter Jessica's been up to, like, learning to write, and maybe she would, like, take it on, much like Chris- <laughs> Christopher Tolkien, you know? She She's being groomed to, to be the next J.K. Rowling yeah, yeah, heir yeah. to the throne. Maybe, like, a family, like, a bloodline thing would be the only thing I would be, I think, relatively okay with happening. Well, and I'm just thinking of, like, a, a situation that turned out bad was Harper Lee's... Cursed child. <laughs> Harper Lee, uh, when her sister died who was her manager, essentially. Uh, shortly after that, her lawyer, Harper Lee's lawyer, got that prequel sequel published. Laura, you read it, right? Go set a watch. Go set a watch. Uh, I read the first two chapters and decided not to finish. Now, finding right. out like, finding out that Atticus Finch was in the clan was too much for me. Oh, so, no. Yeah. Oh, God, no. Yeah. I actually just read the first yeah. two chapters of that book. It's not good. It's, uh, it, so that's like what can happen when when a creator loses control of her property. Remember, I mean, Harper Lee never published anything after To Kill a Mockingbird. And then this gets published right after her sister dies, who was protecting her. And uh, it probably wasn't for the best. It was a, it was a big deal. It was a huge deal that she that this book was being published. But I think, though, I, I mean, we can't go into it with the expectation that everything that J.K. Rowling does is going to be a, a huge success, no. right? I, I think there's going to be a certain level of success just because she wrote Harry Potter and that name is going to carry a certain value with it, right? But, I mean, even something along the lines of The Cursed Child, you see such a differing reaction between fans of the series. There are those who, you know, really enjoy it and there are those who really don't enjoy it. And, and I know we've talked about it a lot on the show. And for me, though, I kind of go back with with what uh, Elisa was talking about in terms of the the Wizarding World theme park. I think that's for me anyway. What I would like to see continue to expand. I think there's a lot of opportunity there, and and I think you're not taking it out of the the context of the original story. And I think when we were told that we have to accept Cursed Child as being canon by the writer, knowing that she, even though she kind of blessed the whole thing, she didn't write it. I think that that's difficult and and i'm interested kind of everybody else's reaction to saying okay well this is actually what happened 19 years later uh given the fact that she didn't she didn't really pen the whole thing right yeah. just open the door 
I mean, yeah. my feeling on it is that it's hers. She can do whatever she wants with it, but I don't have to consume it. So I don't really care if she wants to expand on Harry Potter as long as it's good. If it's good, I'm totally down with it. Cursed Child, in my opinion, not good. So I'm not going to read it in its entirety. There, there was. Uh... See, I, th- I think it's unfair to judge it, though, before you read it. Or see it. What the dude, I mean, there's a that's line true, but... there's a line in there where what is it that Scorpius is like talking about his like inner geekness is trembling? Nah. I think a quivering. A quivering. Not, Excuse me. Quivering. Get it right. That's uh, totally something that a thirteen year old boy would say. No, we actually we actually spoke about this on the last episode. That is in Scorpius's character. Like it's just who he is to to say quirky stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, there um, was a canon. Him. There was a canon discussion in July at Leviosa, uh, which was the Harry Potter conference in Vegas, and uh, MuggleNet held it. But like the bottom line, like we were getting into discussions about canon, you know, and it really came down to what Laura was just saying too. Like we have our own kind of, we can draw our own lines individually, and it might come down to something as simple as what we don't like isn't canon, but it's kind of like our call uh, in in a mm-hmm. weird way. It's um, your own head canon, if you will. Yeah, like of sorts. So, I think my biggest concern about all of this is that a lot it's it's happening all at the same time, and I I think I think we should or they should at least spread it out a little bit. You know, I think the fandom of Harry Potter is not really going to go anywhere. Yeah, I think if anything, they just need to make sure everything is cohesive. You know, if it's all going to be considered canon, it's all blessed by J.K. Rowling, which is fine. Because I, you know, I read Curse Child. It was the first book I actually didn't buy hardback. I just got the ebook for my Kindle. So I was kind of like, okay, I'll read it, but I'm not going to go out and get a midnight copy and a hardback and everything. But as long as there's cohesion between all of them. So like, I enjoyed Curse Child and the fact that it was purely a continuation of the story. Did I think it was good? Eh, it was okay. It, you know, kind of like Laura said, it what, read very much like fan fiction, but in the, in the end, it was a continuation of a story that I loved growing up, and I was happy to see it. Um, I probably want to, I want to see the play if the play ever comes here, or if I ever go to London, I would gladly see it just because I've heard nothing but great things about the play from Eric. Like as soon as you came back and we were at Indie Popcon, Eric said nothing but great things about the performance mm-hmm. uh, story. He's like, I don't want to spoil it for you, but he said nothing but great things about performance. Um, I was I, very guarded in what I told. Wasn't it Danya had actually seen it? I hadn't yeah, seen it. Yeah, Don. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, um, what is Eric talking about? Maybe, maybe it was Don. I don't know. Someone, <laughs> people, people were telling me about it. I'm like, okay, just don't tell me about the story. But yeah, in, in the end, in the end, it was, you know, I, I'm excited for it. But I think there needs to be more. Like, like I said, I feel like there needs to be someone who can tie it all together. Kind of like Matt was saying. Yeah. Like, there's too like, much. Yeah, that's it's my- almost too disjointed. You know, well, that's this, what it is. It's not too much. You're what's right. weird is what we're talking about now. I saw in the Star Wars fandom, you know, before again, I'm not going to go too much into it, but before the new films came out, there was all these books and things and they were kind of tied together, but they weren't. And when he sold it to Disney, that's when Kathleen Kennedy and Pablo Hidalgo and all the people from the story group said, no, we're going to make sure everything is cohesive now. So they threw away everything that had been written. You know, there was literally hundreds of books that had been written as Star Wars, quote unquote Star Wars, but they weren't all tied together. Like some of them missed mm-hmm. over things. Now the right. story group makes sure every single thing that is put out there ties together and it all makes sense. 
And I feel like that's something Harry Potter is missing because I don't think we can say J.K. Rowling can do that herself. Like there's a whole group of people that do that and manage it, make sure timelines are right. Story arcs for this one is not going to affect that they're working on the next film or something like that. It's like everything has to just tie together now, which is just, I think, I think great in that universe because it's something that Marvel can't even do. Like if you look at Marvel's television versus their film where everything is all connected in quotes, you know, the movies are connected, but the television has been kind of poo-pooed because they're two different heads that manage the television department for Marvel and the film department. Whereas with Lucasfilm and Disney, the way they're doing it, it's one that manages from comics to books to movies to TV shows. Like literally everything is connected and it's just amazing to be able to be around it. I will say I am almost a little overwhelmed with Star Wars stuff now because I can't go to Target and see, you know, 50 different Star Wars t-shirts and things that are available now. Because I grew up loving it, and it just wasn't there. I'm like, I can't afford all of this stuff now. For the most part, it's still Joe. Like, it's still just Joe that's putting this stuff out. Granted, the movies are kind of tangential to that because they're adaptations of her work. But, I mean, the new Fantastic Beasts was screenplayed by her. So, you know, they're screenwritten by her. So there's that. Um, but, like, for the most part, it hasn't expanded to where there's there's so many cooks in the kitchen now, I think. I think it's still sort of in that nice, protective, well, like, really Child. easy. It's blessed Chris by her, Child but not is written by still her. Yeah, but it's that's one example. You can't name 15 more like you could with Star Wars. Like the theme parks, they have their own stories for all the different things, and those weren't written the at all. So, like, if, yeah, you right. know, I was yeah. just at the, Univer- the Universal Studios one in, in Hollywood, and I remember walking through with my mom, and she's like, does any of this like the movies or the books? I don't remember any of it. And it, yes, it's, you know, there's the outside stuff, but, like, all the stories they tell you from the wand ceremony. So it's completely made up, written by someone else, and it is a little disjointed. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think, I mean, us as fans, I think we're kind of uh, splitting hairs because like we are very, you know, connected and yeah, I know, right? Very interested in because this is our, this is our fandom. Like this is the fandom that we grew up being a part of. So of course, like we're going to, you were going to be interested in everything that comes out within this universe. But, you know, to just the general public, they're not going to see it as being too much because let's, I mean, let's be frank, like not a lot of people are going to be going to go see Cursed Child and they probably won't even read the newest book and if they are the, the the screenplay. And if they do, like it won't like go past more than just finishing the story. And so I think, you know, I'm kind of arguing against myself here because of what I just said earlier. But I just wanted to go back to something that Mikey said about kind of having one central place that this is all going through. And I feel like they're trying to do that a little bit with Pottermore. You know, ever since they relaunched it, I feel like there's a lot of things that are sort of going through that that one place. I mean, they've they've turned into more of a news site, like breaking news on Fantastic Beasts. I don't really know if they've done a lot with Cursed Child, but I feel like there's been some information that's been put out there. And then, of course, with Ilvermorny and and these new ebooks that are coming out. I feel like they are trying to streamline things all through one place. I don't know if Pottermore is the best choice for that, just given that you know, we've talked a lot about it on this show. But uh, I do feel like they are—they are at least trying to have everything go through one one particular spot. It's interesting that you mention that because Pottermore is not just a website. If you go to like Amazon and search like the new books that are coming out, they're being sold and published through Pottermore, at least the digital versions. Mm-hmm. So it, it, yeah. it's definitely. I'm sure I wouldn't be surprised if Pottermore is going to be the name of the Harry Potter story group in the future. Cause you know, she's not going to just stop with these seven books. I thought this back when the last book came out, you know, it's, 
I would be amazed if this world has been created and people don't ask her constantly to let us explore more. You know, and that's and I think that's what's going to happen. And I agree with Pottermore. I have to say, this is all I want in terms of the expanding universe. My feeling is, I love I love having something like an encyclopedia. You know, something that is just sort of giving us background information on what's already happened story wise. That stuff I love. I'll consume that all day because that's not changing canon or expanding upon canon. It's just elaborating on what already exists. But my problem, I think, with with expanding the story and writing new stories, even if it is about the Marauders or whatever else, is that – and part of this analogy is not my own. Um, I read it somewhere. But it's almost as though the story, the Harry Potter story, isn't a whole toy anymore. Instead, it's just like a Lego piece that's meant to snap into a bigger picture. And so long as all the – and so long as everything is just a Lego brick – it's not complete. Nothing is ever complete. And a story by its very nature is supposed to tell us something. Even if it's just something superficial like, oh, this character is an asshole or this character is a great person. Even if all it is is telling us something about a character um, or if it's something bigger and it's telling us about you know, a moral qualm or it's teaching us a lesson, whatever it is, stories at their heart tell us something. And so long as we're always waiting for the next piece, we don't know what it's telling us because we always have to wait for the conclusion. We're always wondering, oh, how is the next piece going to change what it's telling us? And so I guess I just worry that by expanding on canon so much, we're not getting a complete story so much as we are just waiting for the next piece of it. I like that. That's very interesting all, to me. All was not well, after <laughs> all. I mean, do you think it's? Do you think there will be a subset of Harry Potter fans who are excited for it the way that we were excited before all seven books were done, like an out, like J.K. Rowling no, said early on? Because I don't think you can ever replicate that. I'm just that. That's my honest opinion. Is I don't think you could replicate. Right, I agree. The, the way that everything played itself out. I mean, the fact that all of us are sitting here talking today. Is because of this series, but I mean, it right? would be silly to, or naive to assume they won't retry it, right? Like, so I, I have a feeling. What do you mean by retry? Well, just like, just like there are certain Harry Potter fans out there, a bunch of them who liked Cursed Child. Uh, there will be people out there who are a support and are excited by uh, these furthering partial stories that we're getting, as Elisa was saying, that are leading up to a new conclusion. Uh, if that, I'm excited by them, is the and right I think going. you know. We're in a bit of a bubble here. Where I think the vast majority of people are excited about all these expansions. I don't think we're reflective of of most people. I'm super, which excited is kind of funny because we're also a Harry Potter podcast. I am too. I, I'm like I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for midnight showing of it. Like I'm super excited. I have my you know after seeing Eric dressed up you know in his Gryffindor robes at you know <laughs> Indie PopCon. I'm like I got my robes out. I'm ready to be dressed up at the new movie. Me too. I'm gonna go to a midnight thing for sure. And and uh, Mike and I are going to York. the yeah we're going to the uh, screening with J.K. Rowling in in November in New York. I got my tickets right here. Mike and I are going to have a hot date in New York City, baby. That's right. <laughs> we're going to hold hands in the theater, right, Micah? <laughs> well, let's not go that far. <laughs> I'm going to yell to J.K. Rowling. I am Wormtaily. Oh God! Oh, uh, I think he gets thrown out. T-shirt yeah. says I'm Wormtaily. <laughs> uh, and then, and then, Micah, you need a shirt that says "I'm with Wormtaily." <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag "I'm with Wormtaily." So let's—we got to talk. Uh, speaking of Wormtaily, 
We have to talk about a little scandal that happened over on Pottermore.com this week. Uh, I, I understand I am uh, in the running for a Pulitzer Prize on this story, for by the way. investigative journalism, yeah. Yes, exactly. So, um, in July, these... Uh, so, so uh, back up a little further. So, Ilvermorny was introduced on Pottermore, the four houses that we discussed earlier... And of course, they all have their own logos, like like the crests, essentially, like the Gryffindor, the the Hogwarts house crest as well. Um, so the four houses had these uh, logos published on Pottermore, and then a couple weeks later, this Reddit thread started, noting that one of the Ilvermorny house logos appeared to have been plagiarized from somewhere else on the internet. And then this Reddit thread grew because as people started looking at this, they realized that the other three houses had been plagiarized as well. At least that's what Reddit was saying. They were, they were, they essentially accused Pottermore of plagiarism because they found examples. In one case, um, the Wampus design, Elisa's house, it, it, the, 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 the cat logo appeared to have been stolen. From a website that was clearly made in the nineties, <laughs> um, um, it was it's a magical rat website, and someone <laughs> drew it's someone real. drew this it's real. someone drew this cat in Microsoft Paint <laughs> for for their next tattoo. It's this person who was a fan of cats and rats. It's so bizarre. Can we see the actual tattoo? Is that in the article? Yes, yeah. So if, it, so it, you'll it, see a side by side comparison yeah, of the two. You guys have to check this out. Like I did not buy this. I was reading the hype of article. I was like, what is Andrew on? And and then I saw I saw <laughs> the first Andrew hating on Pottermore the first, again. The first image, right? Sometimes you can be a little worm tilly, hey. But no, I saw the first side by side image and I was like, not only is there something to this, there is everything to this. It it's is pretty, completely yeah, it's... So so when Reddit first was when somebody told me about this Reddit thread and I was this was in mid July and I at that point I was like so exhausted as I was telling people on Hyperball, like I'm just I'm out of complaining about Pottermore juice. I can't write about this, even <laughs> if it's true. I just I don't care. Whatever. But then last week it turns out that Pottermore quietly updated their Ilvermorny logo so they look nothing like the original logos. I'm like, okay, there is something going on here. And uh, as you can see now, if you look at the side-by-side comparisons of the original Ilvermorny logos versus the new ones, you'll see that they don't look like the plagiarized ones at all. Anyway... Pottermore gave Hypeable a statement. Uh, you know, they didn't deny that there is plagiarism going on, but they said, Warner Brothers, which commissioned the original artwork, has provided Pottermore with new designs. We're delighted, delighted to have the opportunity to share these crests with our global audience. So then BuzzFeed picked up our story, and they got a comment from Warner Brothers themselves, and this confirms what we suspected. There actually was plagiarism going on. Warner Brothers said in a statement uh, that they did commission the design. Uh, while we are assured there was no intention to use elements from pre-existing designs, as a copyright creator and company that respects the creations of others, Warner Brothers decided to change the Ilvermorny design so as to avoid any misunderstanding. <laughs> so, looks like um, Warner Brothers and Pottermore did catch wind of this Reddit thread before before anybody was reporting on it, and uh, yeah. That's that, but uh, funny, huh? <laughs> Pottermore just can't catch a break. I like the new logos better anyway. Yeah, well, they're they, just more they're, detailed. They're, yeah, yeah. But it's they like... They used it as a little too much inspiration 
what they found originally. <laughs> I think it's it's really really just uh, let close. not change Blatant. a thing. Yeah, yeah I let's mean, just they didn't, you know. And I I assume whoever exactly the same. Yeah, it's exactly except the for same. like the end of the tail. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Like they are definitely traced. They they're the exact same body shapes. I guess. You How would does say. somebody find that out though? I mean, I know Reddit is like. You can find anything you want there, right? But uh, there's there's image there's reverse image searches and stuff like that. Like even Pinterest does yeah, something like that's this too. Out. Like you can actually choose something and find things similar to it based on what part of the image you're looking at. Yeah, and you know what I'm thinking? So when I, I was looking at this magical rat website, I want I I I, I, <laughs> I linked to. I'm wondering, did the person who was paid for this just go on Google and search like magical cat designs? And find this because, like, what is the co- what are the chances of the person who found this, who 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 stole the still design, a job? Well, still has a job, but like, what are the chances that of all places to steal a design from, it's a website with the word magical in it <laughs> for something Harry Potter related? It just it's all too weird. Maybe they were up against the deadline and just really needed to find something. Well, real make quick. sure you yeah, sign so. their magical rat guest book too from BraveNet. <laughs> I, i'm actually i'm writing on it right oh no it just go, it just Do goes it. to uh, open it, an account with brave net Mugglecast. Nope, hey there heard pottermore plagiarized you sorry about that <laughs> nice site here jk rowling was here <laughs> no jk rowling didn't plagiarize it so um to wrap up the show today i thought we'd do something a little um unordinary for for Mugglecast. We've been doing this for 11 years now. We've all grown up with the show. One of the nicest things we hear, I think, from listeners these days, no matter what podcast, is that they've all been listening to us for a while. And uh, we all started as kids, and we're all adults now. So I thought for yeah, for the 300th yourself. episode, <laughs> for the 300th episode, we're all adults. Let's have some fun. Uh, speaking of Reddit, actually, there's this viral, I would call it viral. I don't know if things go viral on Reddit exactly, but there's this big are Reddit hot. thread. Things are hot, hot. right now. Hot on Reddit. Uh, this is a thread that was started yesterday titled, What are some crazy slash not safe for work things that definitely happened in the Harry Potter universe, but JK Rowling couldn't write because they were kids books? <laughs> so I wanted to read some of these because <laughs> they're so funny. And we came up with some of our own. I know Laura and Matt did. Uh, but just warning, it's going to get, you know, a little not safe for work here. So, so kids, listen in 10 years. Listen to this part of the show in another 10 years. <laughs> Eric wanted me to warn you all of that. Thank you so much. <laughs> we can put a disclaimer on the show. Oh, so the top, right. one of the top replies, or was top yesterday, where'd it go? The Aberforth one. Oh, yeah, Aberforth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, Mike, I was thinking of you when I read this one. Uh, so here's one from ShamWow22. J.K. Rowling did write about a character who practiced, quote, inappropriate charms on a goat. At a Q&A session, an eight-year-old child asked her what this meant, and she told them, I think that he was trying to make a goat that was easy to keep clean, and that it was going to be only, and that was going to be her only answer to the child, which was Dumbledore's brother, Aberforth. Right. I remember that that question was actually asked at Radio City. Do you think Aberforth was into bestiality? I mean, define inappropriate. Uh, uh, having sex with goats. Sex with animals, <laughs> I, know, jo- I think, is a pretty clear definition, Micah. <laughs> no, I, I think that 
uh, see what's interesting to me is is how this even has a a, a place in, in the Potter series. Like what? what you don't think weird <laughs> stuff was going on in the You're Potter laughing series? a no, no, little no, not, too much, Micah. <laughs> you seem I'm very tickled by this. I'm laughing at Micah trying to defend it. I Micah, know. Have, not, well, there is no defense. I, I, I love how it's always connected. Th- this this one part, Micah, of the entire series is what you are known for. <laughs> yeah, you've always been you're remembered the just mainly for this, <laughs> and I think it's great. You should write well, some Aberforth goat fan fiction. And we've assigned you as the expert for this on this yeah, on this, on this, on this subject. Well, you know, I've I've actually gotten when we used to have the PO box, and Laura probably knows this as well. <laughs> is that I used to actually get goats, right? Yeah. I mean, literally, people would send in goats to the PO box, and I think we actually gave uh, one to uh, a friend of ours, right? Uh, who has kids? It was like a stuffed goat or so- something like that. So there, yeah, actual goats there, too, there is- Micah. I thought I thought you were referring to the live goats that we received. <laughs> the live yeah, goats. I was yeah. you adopted all of them except that one. Micah kept that one, right? right. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Well, no, it's been eleven years, so unfortunately, oh. Freddie's not oh. around. But uh, <laughs> he had a rough you had, life. <laughs> you had a goat, and you didn't name it Billy. Uh, no, no, that's too mainstream. Oh, Abby, yeah, right, right, uh, right. Um, e- but yeah, it's. It's just to me, I, yeah. There's plenty of weird shit that we could talk about in the Potter series uh, that's not safe for work. But I just found it, you know. I remember sitting in in Radio City when J.K. Rowling was trying to explain this to uh, it was probably like a nine or a ten year old. Yeah, she asked them how old they were. This is on the Reddit thread too, right? Like first she asked, "How old are you?" and then she gave the age appropriate response to the child. Right. Like, yep, I remember what- when this happened. Um. Yeah, it was clearly meant to be dirty. There's just no getting around that. But I also think that I, I like that there's these weird sort of blind spots because of a children's book. The entire premise of like these things, I, I think it makes the stories ultimately more believable. Like there's some weird people out there in this world. And mm-hmm. why shouldn't there be that represented in, you know, in, and it's never in the mainstream. But, you know, like the, the Aberforth goat thing, I think. It has a place in the Harry Potter books because it represents the Wizarding World. So is this line about Aberforth? Like, guys, let's st- st- stop trying to be professional. Let's let's <laughs> get into the nitty gritty here. I, I, okay, come let's on. go. What, so, what is he trying to say here? Or what? What is this? What was this quote about keeping the goat clean? So, like, Aberforth could have sex with it, and like, no, 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 she responded that he was trying to keep the goat clean. As a age appropriate answer to the eight year old who asked the question of what were the inappropriate charms that he used on the goat. And also, uh, goats are really dirty. If you could have like a self, if you have like a self scrubbing dish rack, like in the Weasley home, you can probably have like a something that cleans your animals if you're on a farm or have livestock. But this, but this answer also barn. makes sense for adults because uh, if he wants to have stable. sex with the goat, you know, does he want to? <laughs> does he want to bang a dirty goat? I don't I think don't that. Mean, you got to remember the whole Harry Potter series is written from Harry's point of view, what he sees and everything. So, like at Harry's age at that time, he wasn't thinking about that. So, <laughs> or was he? I'm trying to keep. It, I'm trying to keep it clean here. I'm trying to keep it clean here. But no, stop. <laughs> so someone posted. I imagine selling one's type of memories to an experience. You know that they experience. To a pensive. Like, can you imagine all the types of memories, the good, the bad, the inappropriate ones? Again, I'm hedging this line here. You can put whatever you want in there, but sign them in an underground market. 
So like, what could that? So like, what type of you could watch somebody have sex? Yeah. I mean, for example, Andrew, like if if I'm really just as an example, not saying this is real life or anything, but if I really was turned on by guys on guys, and if I wanted <laughs> to be able to see that for myself, then I would maybe offer you money for your memories. Just maybe, maybe. How much would they? How much would you charge me out of curiosity? Uh, fifty galleons. Okay. Do I get all of your memories with that, or just like one? Yeah, I'll give you everything. Oh, give me sure, everything. Yeah. yeah, and I'll, I'll throw in my Albus Scorpius uh, fantasies as well. Okay, that brings some really interesting questions about consent mm-hmm. into you know. Yeah, privacy. Like, is yeah, well. someone's private memories, but you know, in the Wizarding World, you can actually watch them and see them. And well, it's not just it. yeah, it's not that, but it's also like memories that can include other people. Well, I would pay a hundred galleons for Voldemort's mal- memory of having sex with Bellatrix. I would not. That I, I want to know how that works. Yeah. I would. I would outbid you. I would pay two hundred galleons <laughs> so, to see that. Um, so the person who posted, but he can't provide the memories anymore because he's dead. So the person who posted about this, you know, selling someone's memories, you know, through a pensive, uh, they asked, "What if someone accident? What if Snape accidentally gave Harry the wrong Lily memory? Like, how would that affect Harry?" Ooh. <laughs> when it, when is somebody when is a, one of these porn sites on the internet going to do a Voldemort Bellatrix parody porn? I like, think you just know, all as these soon as they can will, finish just yeah. as soon as somebody hears you say that <laughs> you release this episode. Elisa, will Sorry. you shoot a Voldemort Bellatrix parody porn with me? Absolutely. Not that I'm saying you look like Bellatrix, but No, I figured I'd be Voldemort. Be <laughs> oh. I figured I'd be Voldemort. <laughs> You do have his nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is one shots fired. Right, who, who put uh who put the Bertha Jorkins thing in here? That was me. Um, okay, because I want to actually uh I want to talk about this because this was uh something again at at Leviosa a couple months ago. Somebody brought this up just in passing about how this was sort of a real thing that was in the the series. When you think about this, like. Things along this topic. You Let's know, like introduce cra- it first. Let's. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, uh, there's Go ahead, like Laura. the crab and. Yeah. Laura, you can talk about it. Oh, sure. So there's this quote in the beginning of Goblet of Fire. I think it's in the first chapter um, where Voldemort basically tells Pettigrew that he killed Bertha Jorkins because he had to. And he says, you know, by the way, wizards who are supposed to be dead would do well not to run into Ministry of Magic witches at Wayside Inns, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) They totally boned. They totally boned. And that's how he got her to go into the forest so that Voldemort could kill her. End of story. (laughs) That's it. What? They totally did. Wait, you think Wayside Inns? Because that was just because they were at an inn and then he like... Totally. World chums. I I feel like oh. I feel like the way Voldemort trails off there. He's like they don't do to run into witches at little inns in the countryside. I feel like they bound. Oh, okay, so, this, so this wasn't exactly what I was thinking was, but if you think about it, uh, what somebody said to me was that it was actually uh, some sort of uh, fetus possession on the part of Voldemort, and that's why he has that baby form at the beginning of Goblet of Fire. That Bertha Jorkins was essentially had a baby was possessed and that that was Voldemort latching on to young life. And basically that was why he's in the form he is that it's too dark to have put in Goblet of Fire. But at the beginning of Goblet of Fire, he's this baby form that needs nursing and milking and stuff. And 
the theory was that Bertha Jorkins was horrifically abused. Yeah. So first, well, that turned dark. Yeah. So, but first, she and Peter Pettigrew totally boned, and then, (laughs) and then the rest of that stuff happened. So so she died a happy woman. Peter's son that Ben has been been possessed. Well, like that was a temporary body, right? Because he like they did the other spell at the end, the potion and the other stuff to like restore his adult male yeah, body. You know the whole bone of the father thing. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I get that. But at one point, was Voldemort actually Peter Pettigrew's son? Then, uh, no idea. Here's one from uh, No Shame Amy. Those magical photos would be their equivalent of porn videos. I imagine there's a network for sharing those. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that is a thing now in the muggle world. They're called GIFs. I don't call them GIFs, <laughs> but they're GIFs. And there's a lot you could do with Fred and George. Uh Oh, oh, also this one. Uh <laughs> Scabbers slash Peter Pettigrew seeing what Ron was up to. I think I was thinking about this one when I was a kid as well. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. If, if it's anything like the beginning of Prisoner of Azkaban, the movie, when Harry is fidgeting with himself <laughs> under the covers. <laughs> or you just God, thi- I hate you, that you think movie. you think about like uh like what your own animal in your own home sees sometimes, <laughs> and then. <laughs> And then like that judging poor you for thing. never mind. I'm so My sorry, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, Brooklyn. <laughs> uh. No, but seriously, if you had seen the things that Scabbers had seen, mind you, he passed from Percy's hands into Ron's hands. You uh. you would also be a dark person. Yeah. I was about to say and something you- else. You would you would have a very dark outlook on life. You know Percy got up to some weird shit. He was so lonely yep. and stiff. I bet Percy was gay. Did Percy no, marry somebody? Think, no, I think... No, Percy's one of those, like, really intellectual types that I, I don't think really sees, like, chemical urges. Love. Or not even yeah, love. Like, he's like, asexual. Uh, pleasure yeah, like in his, that way. Yeah, like his... Like puberty and his... His drive. I don't think... I, I don't think he had... Like, he didn't think it was clever. Like, he just kind of passed over it. According to the Harry Potter wiki, he married a woman named Audrey and had two daughters, Molly, named after Grandma Molly, Uh-oh. and Lucy. So, there we go. No one Uh-oh. ever saw them, though. Do you think Scabbers ever caught Molly and Arthur doing anything? <laughs> I think Give it, it probably... up for Molly Weasley, like everybody. Give Molly it up for Molly Weasley. Weasley. <laughs> uh, what about Polyjuice Potion? There is a lady in uh, Nocturne Alley that sold uh, toenails. Ah, so you know, mm. so you got to You know, there's nocturnality is that kind of shady side where they're already selling stuff to you know be a Hermione. Yeah, Polyjuice poly is a big one uh, in the Harry Potter series. Uh, if you're curious about what somebody who looks like naked, I guess you could do that and like that look in a mirror. Agreed. <laughs> I was also going to say, speaking of something that is like 100 percent legal in the Wizarding world, love potions are completely date rape drugs. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Hmm. But like, okay, so if you ask J.K. Rowling about that, what would she say? She would, she would say that's how Voldemort was conceived because that's what his mother did. That's true. Got too real. Uh, and then also one one of the big things on uh, the Reddit thread that I was seeing all the time was room of requirement. Um, you know, I, I uh, it's the question jury's out on how well known it is. Um, but you have a room that could be anything you want it to be. Um, so a place to discreetly wander off to with mistletoe or whatever your pleasure is, um, would be there, um, for you. So you're saying if Aberforth walked past this room, 
and the door opened, it would just be a field, an unending field of goats. I think he has one of those <laughs> clean already. Goats. Clean I goats. I, well, live clean, things, yeah, clean li- goats. Live things are a violation of Gamp's law, so you can do that, but you could have like pillows and stuff. And then, like, bring, your, nice, and then soft, bring your own goat pillows. in there. Yeah, there bring had your own to be some there. limits for the rim of requirement. Like otherwise, any kid could could you know get what he wanted in there, well, like a bunch of women or a bunch of guys. So you know, no, so it's no live thing. It's a rumor requirement. Yeah. It was it would provide something when something was in need, like Dumbledore's bathroom, versus what someone wants. Remember, uh, Draco tried to get in once, and he kept walking back and forth, couldn't do it because he wanted to get in, you know, but he didn't need to get into the rumor requirement. Do you think brooms were ever used as sex toys? Andrew. <laughs> no. In wasn't the Wizards they were the next or in ours? Next question. Wasn't there, and I'm dead serious, wasn't there a vibrating broom in the real world? Yeah. 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 This was early world. on. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like, but it was an official Harry Potter toy. This was very, toy. very poorly conceived. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they got rid of it. Didn't yeah, they? I think so. I'm Googling it right now. Well, oh, yeah. I want one so bad. There's a YouTube video of one. Well, it's better than the <laughs> yeah, Twilight found it right one here. that you put in the freezer. Vibrating Harry Potter broomstick uh, has parents in uproar. <laughs> <laughs> what were they thinking? I want I one. Does it, any MuggleCast listeners have one of those? Please, uh, can I borrow it for like a week? <laughs> Guys, never it. ask for it back. Just n- never. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna yeah this, this from the guy who put a lightsaber up his butt. Oh, wait. Wait, everybody. There are some on eBay. There's one that ends today, ninety nine dollars, <laughs> zero bits. I don't, I don't want a, I don't want a secondhand vibrating broomstick. I'm not going to buy that. <laughs> I don't. I don't care. There's on one listed principle. here. Buy it now for a hundred dollars. Con- it's <laughs> the title of it. Controversial. Two thousand one. Harry Potter. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I bet people. I bet that's an eBay search. People just search controversial things. Uh, what's the quality like? New? Yeah. I don't buy it. <laughs> Lightly um, used. A little sticky. <laughs> I I will say though it's it's bit, it's kind of a bit surreal talk, talking with you all right now, right? Like we've we've grown up. It's been eleven years since we started doing this, and like the topics and things that we thought about and talked about all of this time about Harry Potter. Like it's just it's the series that keeps on giving the way that we can form these discussions and and have this with each other. It's really quite special. I put in a fifty dollar offer for this vibrating broomstick. Go you, you do yeah. you. I need to celebrate MuggleCast 300 in a big way. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, and, I'm, I'm, I'm just feeling uh, some good feels about, uh, as, as irked out as I am about this discussion that we're having currently. Um, it's been a really special 11 years. Eric, you're a kind soul. You're, I don't, you're I don't too kind for this would, world. Uh, well, I, you know, I don't <laughs> this think This is why that, we can't have you on Millennial. You're too nice. <laughs> if anybody told us that we'd be doing this like this podcasting for eleven years, you guys still podcast, right? So, Eric, you're trying you know, to take the subject off of a vibrating broomstick. I'm trying to get away from it. this, yeah, topic. Did we say everything we wanted to say about the sex stuff in Harry Potter that was overlooked? No, uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that yeah, that that's enough. Oh wait, somebody found a review of who pasted this review. Oh no, in here? that that was me. I actually, the link I posted has like fifty different reviews. Oh no, of the vibrating oh, broomstick. <laughs> Oh, come on. Here's one from Amazon. My 12-year-old daughter is a big Harry Potter fan and loved the part with the Nimbus 2000, so I decided her to buy this toy. I was afraid she would think it was too babyish, but she loves this toy. 
Even my daughter's friends enjoy playing with this fun toy. I'm surprised at how long they could just sit in her room and play with this magical broomstick. <laughs> a great buy for any Harry Potter fan. Well, Mom. All right, now, hold on. Hold on. There's a hold reason me, why they enjoy the, sitting on let it. Let me give you the opposite one. So here's another one. Keep the batteries out! Exclamation point. Amazon reviewer. A toy enthusiast from New Jersey. This toy was number one on my daughter's Christmas list. So what the heck? Although it has no educational value, I figured it would be good for imaginative play. It wasn't until she opened her gift and started playing with it that I realized that the toy uh, may offer a more than centralized, more than centralized experience. The broomstick has some cute sound effects and in like stars and bold vibrates when they put it between their legs to fly. <laughs> Come on. What were the creators of this toy thinking? She keeps playing with the Nimbus 2000, but with the batteries removed. <laughs> so, oh man. So there's a whole slew of uh, reviews from the Amazon. I remember when this happened. Yeah, me too. So. I wish my parents bought it for me. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, so much for joining us. It was great having all of you on, uh, but we're never going to have you on again. Do we get any questions from listeners? No, they're all disgusted with us. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you guys officially don't have any patron supporters anymore. Yep, we're down to zero. <laughs> uh, although Micah one, of, Micah, one of them is asking for you to read my Cursed Child fan fiction, Never Sever Us. Ooh, when is that yeah. happening? yeah. Nice title. Micah. Yeah, where'd you get the title? Micah, don't change the subject. When you is that to, happening? You have to read it. <laughs> I have to read it. Actually, Laura, Lisa, Matt, and I read it on uh, over on the Millennial Patreon. Mm -hmm. And oh. boy, was that a wild Why don't ride. you release that on the it was It was a Millennial Patreon. exclusive, so uh, you'll have Eric, to go over there to hear it. Eric would never let, let me release it on this one. No, but Micah but should come read it on Millennial. Yeah, Micah, what do you say to that? Yes. Uh -huh. Yes. yes. <laughs> Live to tape. <laughs> I really just want to hear Micah say the word insert. <laughs> insert. I was okay, inside but th Alvis. 300 <laughs> episodes of MuggleCast, everybody. Uh, <laughs> Eric's trying to... That's right. impressive, Eric. 300 episodes. Isn't that amazing, wow. Mikey? It is, that is amazing. We, we, we I'm, found I'm things to talk away. about. I, I remember saying on episode three, which is the first Muggle cast I was ever on, uh, that Harry Potter would live forever. And I wasn't the first person to say it, wasn't the smartest person to say it, or most insightful person to say it. But it's true. It's been true. It's been true these 11 years. Uh, Vibrating this podcast, Goat. This, this podcast <laughs> is, uh, has meant a lot to me. And, uh, we continue to get, I wanted to thank on this 300th episode, I wanted to thank the, uh, people that we got birthday cards from on, at the new MuggleCast PO box. Um, a few people wrote in, Sonia, Amanda, we had Mark from the Philippines, uh, and Erica as well, who sent a birthday card that says simply, you're 11. Um, and she wrote a nice note as well, but you know, big special episode 300. Thank you to those people, to all of our 700 patrons. I really thought we should all take time, uh, out of our, you know, recording today to name all 700 of our patrons. Like we each read like a hundred, um, Aberforth, Dumbledore. Happen. Thank you so much yeah. for supporting <laughs> us. Um, Micah, thank you but, for talking uh, him into it. Seriously. We have amazing things coming with, with the patrons. Oh, have the shirts arrived yet, Andrew? 
uh, no, the shirts arrive tomorrow, and I'm dreading it because there's like 14 boxes of them. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we have really I'm exciting run out things of room in my that are left to come on this podcast. And uh, I, I just I want to thank everybody who listened to us, who still listens to us. One of those people who wrote in, I think it was Erica, said she started listening within the first year, and the person before her said since the beginning. And so, uh, you know what it was? Erica read um, transcripts first because she didn't have a working iPhone or iPod. There was an mm. iPhone back then. Oh, uh, yeah. So she started with the transcripts and then caught up with this the next year. How about a vibrating wand? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Do you guys remember when you guys got pulled from iTunes? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was scandalous. Yeah. We got temporarily pulled from iTunes because there was like this weird copyright issue or something going on. Uh, but then, but then we appeared again, so it was okay. No, yeah. But doesn't WB, don't they endorse creativity? Isn't that what they say? <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's been awesome. You know, I don't, I don't necessarily love celebrating milestones because it's just like, you know, this show will always c- continue to happen, even though when we thought it wasn't, uh, when we thought we ended MuggleCast. But then Harry Potter, obviously, he came back in a big way. And I think it's very clear now that it's going to be, um, uh, it's going to be around like Star Wars is for ever yep. with new stuff coming out. Just because, just because Warner Brothers, I won't say J.K. Rowling, but Warner Brothers loves money, and they, they will have to continue <laughs> doing this. Uh, well, we know Fantastic Beasts was WB's idea. J.K. Rowling says, I'm only doing it because WB came to me with this idea. So, um, so yeah, it, it, you know, I, I, it's, it's so, it's so cool to hit this milestone, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm just ready to continue doing more episodes. But yeah, 300 is a pretty crazy number. So. So, so is this uh, the last episode? No, no. <laughs> oh. This is the Was first episode like of a new generation of MuggleCast. <laughs> well, after our last segment, it may be the last episode. iTunes is kicking us out of the iTunes store. Yeah. <laughs> no more. We have to put a not not safer. Actually, this conversation was quite tame, I have to say. Well, I, no, I'm it disappointed. Was. It was. Um, Eric reined it in. I want to bring out uh, or bring up Mark Oshiro from Mark Reads did, uh, I, I think it was a couple years... It was like at Ascendio in Florida in 2012. He did a, uh, it was sort of a variety wizard review sort of thing. And he had a segment that was specifically, uh, phrases taken out of context from Harry Potter that sounded so much dirtier than they were. Like, uh, for instance, from book five, Ron ejaculated loudly, uh, which is, <laughs> uh, which is, you know, him, uh, angry at Umbridge. Ejaculating or like loudly. That. Like, oh. All that stuff. I uh, pulled aside, and I thought it was fun. So there's there's definitely a you know a, a funny way of looking at it. And Maybe Ron had a vibrating bo- broomstick. I don't I don't think he did. Was Aberforth did Aberforth insert himself in the goat, or did the goat insert Why him still into Aberforth? This? Why are we still talking about the goat? Because I'm and wondering. I was going to say let's do plugs, but I don't want to know what you guys are going to make of it. So you know, <laughs> wow, wow, how childish of you, Eric. Mm, yes. I actually yes, have a me. story about plugs for a later date. Arthur Weasley <laughs> loves <laughs> plugs. That's the Harry Potter. Is tie-in. this the Lumo story? No, it's oh, my no. own. We'll oh, talk okay. about it on Millennial. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's a, whole, man, it's a whole new plug story. I will say though, I don't think we've ever said this on MuggleCast. At Lumos, <laughs> the Harry Potter conference in two thousand six, which was the first time I think I met Laura De Lisa. They left me a certain type of plug in my bed, mm-hmm. and I was baffled by who would do such a thing. You know, I was only like seventeen, 
It's like, who put this in my bed? I can't believe this. I still have the voicemail. Were you <laughs> Mickey you? Mouse yeah. at the time? Oh, man, I need to hear that voicemail. Oh, it's, it's funny. <laughs> Do it, Matt. Oh, no. <laughs> God. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us for this wonderful milestone episode. Eric is going into therapy after this, <laughs> as well some of our listeners. I'm so traumatized. <laughs> This is just not interesting. Now I want to keep going. <laughs> Save oh, it for your other show. Hold on. I'm still going through I'm still going through the Reddit thread. Oh god. Apparently countless reams of teenage boys and possibly girls could have been sent to the medical wing for each year for the misguided use of engorgio. Hmm. Was that in the book? <laughs> no, oh. that's, that's a Oh yeah, the thread. Engorgio was definitely lo- used on uh, body parts. A couple yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Laura, Matt, no. Laura, Matt, Elisa, and I can be found over on Millennial every week. Millennialshow.com is our website. And from there, you can sign up. Uh, you can subscribe on iTunes um, or just listen to the episodes right there. And we also have a patron. On Spotify, too. Yes, on Spotify. Right. Great point. And then, Mikey, you're doing Resistance Radio over on Hypeable podcasts yeah i am doing resistance radio you can find it on itunes google play pretty much everywhere there's podcasts now yeah or resistance radio.net we didn't want to add you know we try not to add too many shows to hypable but 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 you got to do a star wars one how could you not do a star wars one it's very true now right just like muggle just like harry potter star wars is going to be around forever so uh any any final words clean or dirty before we wrap up today we need to find out what the goat's name was. <laughs> <laughs> His name was Billy. We all agreed on this. No. <laughs> what would you name it, Micah? Severus. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know. I'll have to think on that for the next episode. I like Severus. I could think. Of, I yeah. Uh, Aberus could be their ship name. Severus. It'd be weird, Albus. If he named it Albus, <laughs> that's then, then 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 we're going into a whole new territory. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for listening over the years. We really appreciate it. We wouldn't be here without everyone. Uh, again, thank you to all of the people who have been on the show over the years, still on, still joining us over the years. Laura, Lisa, Matt, Mikey, we still will drag you back onto the show. And, uh, of course, thank you to Kevin, Ben, Jamie. Who? Who? Who else? Who else over the years? I'm trying to think. I mean, we've had lots of guest hosts on from time to time. That's true. You know what? How about this, guys? Let's do a spy. Let's do a spy on Sparts. I'm going to call Emerson right now. No, no, that's okay. Oh, no, don't. God. What? Yeah. Please, no. no. Please, I no. 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 I'll pass. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Who else? Uh, who else? I- Aris Janitakis. Aris Janitakis. I missed that guy. We had uh, Jim Dale. Jim Dale. <laughs> Oh, that's right. We met Jim Dale. Grand Prix. In Dallas. You know <laughs> who still has to be on the JK Rowling, damn it. Yeah. Matt and I, we interviewed a drunk Patrick Doyle. That was amazing. Well, he's Scottish. Like, I wouldn't expect anything less. David Heyman, Selena, so many people. So many David people. Yates. David Yates, the teddy bear. All right. <laughs> the show is going off the rails. I think we have to end the show forever after this. Let's one. get the goat on. Can we get the goat on next episode? <laughs> yeah. You can do the goat voice. Micah, you're so weird. 
All right, we'll see everybody next time for episode 301 if the show's still here. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, Bye everyone. <laughs>